Hello and welcome to Beer and Money, a financial fireside chat for tech professionals. We work to simplify your finances so that you can enjoy your life. Now here are your hosts, Ryan Burkwell and Alex Collins. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Beer and Money. I am your host, Ryan Burklow. With me, my co-host, Alex Collins. Hey, Ryan. How's it going? Lovely. It's going to be tax season soon. Entirely too soon. <laughs> That's today's topic is taxes. More specifically, why you should worry about taxes in your retirement years right now. So we've taken everyone's favorite topic and made it even more fun and enjoyable? Yes, exactly. Perfect. So, so for those of you, obviously I realize our listeners for the most part are not in their retirement years or close to retirement. We're talking 15, 20, 30 years from now of retirement. However, where you're putting your money today and how it gets taxed over the next 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years matters. It matters a lot. And so we wanted to have a high level conversation around taxes today, um, just different definitions around uh, effective versus marginal, the history of taxes, and then tying that into, okay, what does that mean to you, the listener? And why you should care about it today. Exactly. So that's the topic at hand. Uh, For those who are returning, thanks for returning. Make sure you check us out at beerandmoney.net if you have any questions that you want us to talk about on the podcast, as well as answering the question of the day. Uh, For those of you who are new, uh, welcome. Beer and Money is all about financial wellness and hopefully just and it, a way to actually discuss money, which is typically a taboo topic, and have it discussed in such a way where it's not daunting. Yeah, the goal of this is to be a casual, relaxed conversation. It came out of uh, some seminars that we were doing for some local tech companies here in Seattle. The idea was to to have a beverage, sit down and learn about finances in a relaxed setting. So with all that being said, let's, let's jump right in, right? So it's January taxes are going to be due in April. Let's talk, let's start talking about the historic U S marginal tax rates. Everyone's favorite thing. Like I'm getting excited about it more so for the history. I'm a history dork. And so you can, as I'm looking at this, this chart right here, I can see what's going on in the world. Uh, mainly from a, what's going on uh, from a war standpoint um, to see what taxes are doing. Because typically how we pay for war is via taxes. Yeah. And so, you know, 1913 was the year that uh, taxes were in- introduced to America. And it was introduced with the, I, I don't want to say promise, but the thought of it actually going away. It was like a one or two year thing and it was going to go away. This is totally temporary, America. Don't worry about it. You won't have to pay income taxes for very long. And so it was implemented in 1913. The highest marginal tax rate was 7%. And the lowest was 1%. And they have yet to to go away. To repeal federal income taxes. Here's what's crazy. Now we see what happens with taxes. So World War I occurs and they skyrocket. I mean, it goes from 7% to 67 percent in 1917, and then in 1918 jumps to 77 percent. What that means is that if you were in the top tax bracket, every additional dollar that you earned 
77 cents went to the federal government. And even the lowest tax bracket went from one to six. These are sizable changes. It's sizable jumps. Great Depression occurs and they come plummeting down. And by plummeting, I mean it goes from 77 down to 25. Keep in mind, it started at 7%. <laughs> World War II occurs. It goes right back up. And then at a high in 1944, keep in mind, this is towards the end of World War II, 94% was the highest marginal tax bracket. Ugh. Lowest was 23%. That is a staggering number. I'm not sure which number is more shocking, the 23% on the low end or the 94% on the high end. Yeah. I mean, just that's only, this is 30 years, 1913 to 1944, right? 30 years. And you went from, if you were in the lowest tax bracket, you were at 1% in 1913. And now you're at 23. And these are people that aren't making a whole lot of money. So then the seventies occur they come down a little bit. They come down to 70%, which is kind of laughable. If you think about going, coming down to 70%. Um, and then the eighties, it comes down, it, then it really starts to plummet down and it comes down 1989. The lowest, uh, the highest marginal tax bracket was down to 28% and the lowest was down to 15. And then we're at where we're at today, which I think the highest tax bracket is 37 and the lowest is 10. Why am I going over all this? Well, I mean, I was talking with my parents just the other day. We often forget what taxes used to be. And we have to understand what taxes could be. And the issue is, is we don't know. When when we think about it, we've been in a relatively low tax environment for about the last 30 years, especially when you compare it to the, you know, roughly 50 years prior to that. Right. And so... It's just something to think about in terms of, okay, so 20, 30 years from today, where do we think taxes are going? How does that come into play with where I'm putting my money today? And we're going to get there in a minute in terms of retirement accounts. So before we get there, let's jump to effective versus marginal tax rates, which are often heard. And I think they're often misunderstood. Yeah, I completely agree. A lot of people that I sit down and have a conversation with when we start talking about taxes they really don't necessarily understand how exactly the U.S. tax system works, which is it's a tiered system, meaning that the first amount of money that you make is taxed at one rate, then it jumps to another rate, and then another rate, and then another rate. It's not as though if you go up a tax bracket, all of your money just got taxed at that new higher rate. No, only the dollars that you make over the threshold get taxed at the new higher rate. So effective rate is your total tax bill divided by your total income. So if we have a $100,000 income and a $10,000 tax bill, we've got a $10,000 effective tax rate. A 10% effective tax rate. What did I say? (laughs) $10,000. So that's a 10% effective tax rate, which is different than the marginal tax rate. Correct. The $100,000 marginal tax rate, it's more of what was the the dollar 100,000, what was that dollar getting taxed, not dollar one of 100,000. Right. And so that might be 22% tax bracket, meaning that that extra dollar that you earned from $100,000 to $101, you lost 22 cents 
of that dollar to taxes. So dramatically different than that 10% effective rate. And at the same time, it's not really going to push the needle on your effective rate because, okay, we added 22 cents to a $10,000 tax bill. We're not really pushing the needle very far. So what does all this mean? So as we're working, right, we're putting money into different retirement accounts. We've got, you know, like a traditional 401k or we're putting it into a IRA or a Roth 401k or a Roth IRA. Um, so we'll start there. The traditional side is pre-tax dollars. So traditional pre-tax meaning you're putting pre-tax dollars into your retirement account. You're deferring the taxes and then you pay the taxes as you're pulling the money out, ideally in retirement past the age of 59 and a half. Right. And that, that's something that, again, people didn't. a lot of people don't necessarily understand. A lot of people think, oh, I don't need to worry about taxes in retirement. I don't have an income. Well, right. You're not working for an income in retirement, at least hopefully you're not. At the same time, as you just pointed out, Ryan, every dollar that comes out of a pension, every dollar that comes out of your traditional IRAs, your traditional 401ks, and up to 85% of the money that you receive from Social Security, that's still taxable income to so us. All of that income is taxable. Correct. Which tie that back to the tax rates we were just talking about. Again, we don't know what taxes are going to do in the future. But if they go up, that could not be a good situation, especially if you put all of your money into a tax-deferred type model, at least your retirement accounts. Right. Conversely, if they go down... And you put your money, all of your money into a Roth. That's not good either. That's not good either. And however, when we sit down with many of you, we see one or the other. Right. And what we're trying to talk into is having financial balance of where your money is and how it's taxed, not only today, but also thinking about 30 years from now. Correct. And helping folks understand, okay, what do we mean by balance? How do we create it? And really what we're trying to do is create flexibility in the future. Taxation, for the most part, is all about trying to spread out that income as evenly as possible because the more evenly we can spread out income, the, the lower our taxes are going to be in general. So... We hope we're getting the point across around like I'm not we're not telling you 25 year old person to go start retirement planning or start doing building out some crazy cash flow design. Maybe that's what you like. And if you do, fantastic. What we're just having you consider is take a look at taxes now, what tax bracket you're in. Take a look at what do you expect income to do over the next 20, 30 years, lifestyle to do. Take a look at what you expect taxes to do in the future. And we're also not stating put all of your eggs in that basket. Well, and also take a look at where you currently have dollars saved. Right. Because there's the whole liquidity aspect of having access to the money too. Today's conversation around the taxes is just hopefully we're bringing some insights in terms of how your money is taxed. Not only from an income standpoint, but oh, I didn't realize I could get taxed with my social security if I get it. <laughs> right. <laughs> as well as... That's right. Every dollar I'm putting into a tax-deferred vehicle, I will eventually have to pay the taxes on that later on. Right. Now, one thing I think we can briefly talk about here, Alex, and, and I'd like to do the math here live, 
is oftentimes when we bring this up to people, they will bring up, well, well right, I, I, you're 100% right, but you get the compounding of the tax deferred. Uh, yeah, math, when, when you're multiplying, it, it's all transitive, meaning it doesn't matter when you get the deduction. So let's just do the math. Sure. Right? So let's just, let's just say let's use an effective tax rate, right? Okay. What tax rate do we want to use? Let's keep it simple and use 10%. Okay. That way all the listeners can should be able to do that fairly easily in their head. Sure. So 10%, and let's just say we're going to start with an annual. They're going to max out their 401k. Sure. So what's that, 19? Let's call it just 19000 19, So 19000 And let's do it. We're just going to do, we're going to be conservative here. Let's just do a rate of return of 5%. 5%. And I'm going to take this out 30 years. So this is 19 pre-tax dollars, 19,000 pre-tax. We take this out 30 years at 5%. What that number goes to is $1.3 million. To be exact, for those of you that want the exact number, it's $1,325,455. Okay, but with me, that's 19,000 pre-tax compounding every year at a growth rate of 5%. So now let's just take another look at it. And now let's take a look at the aspect of taxes. So on that $1.325 million, if you can pull your calculator out, Alex. Sure. 10% on that, right? Well, I'm mean, gonna guess we could do it live here. That's $132,545. <laughs> yes. Okay. So subtract that for 1.32. So we're down to one point, a little bit under 1.2. Alex is doing the math live here, ladies and gentlemen, because that's he's the analytic between the two of us. And so the exact number is one one $1,192,909.50. Okay. And that's at the effective rate of 10%. Correct. Okay. So now let's do this. And let's just say we choose to do after-tax dollars. Right. So now let's do the 19000 You have to pay taxes on it. So subtract out 10%. You're at 17,100. 17,100 is the number. Same, same. We're going to do the same 5% rate of return. Same 30-year time period. Same 30-year time period. The exact number is exactly what Alex just said. $1,192,000. So this this thought that, well, if I, if I pay the taxes now, the compounding doesn't work out. I'll get more compounding by using pre-tax dollars. It's same, same, 10% now or 10% later. If the tax brackets are the same, when you pull the money out as when you put the money in, it, you will wind up at the exact same result. Now, to our point earlier around if taxes go up or down, now that changes things a bit. Correct. And the concern is we don't know which direction it's going to go. Correct. Thus, we want to try and create as much balance between money that we're going to receive that's taxable and money that we're going to receive that's tax-free in retirement so that we have as much choice as possible. The other thing that this allows us to do is let's say that we get to retirement and we want to do a big around-the-world trip when we're retiring at 62 or 65 or whenever we retire. Well, 
if we're in still in a marginal tax bracket environment and we have to pull out an additional 50 grand or 100 grand or whatever the number is to accomplish this, we might have to pay a higher marginal rate to pull money out if it's coming out of a taxable vehicle like a 401k or traditional IRA. Yeah, think about it from this perspective. In Alex's point, an extra 50 grand. If you're on the verge of being in a different tax bracket, like let's just say the tax bracket that you're in, and I'm making up numbers here, is 22% at $100,000. That's the numbers we've been using. At 101, you go to 25%. That means that 50,000 extra dollars that you need to go on this trip that you were just talking about, you're paying 25% on $50,000. That's an extra 3% or an extra $1,500 in taxes that potentially could be avoided. And, and that's on the small scale. Think about that over a 30-year time horizon now, right? Like there's fees involved to investing and, and people are worried about that and they should be worried about that. What they're not even considering is what the taxation of that money is. And oftentimes the amount of money you're going to spend in taxes trumps the fees you may pay, especially if you're cautious of the fees you're paying. Oh, absolutely. Okay. So I think we beat beating the horse. We may have rolled it over and kicked it now. Um, you know, the whole point of this was let's understand how taxes work currently. Let's understand financial balance and not put all of our eggs in one basket. We've talked about that in podcasts prior. Hopefully this gave you a little bit more insight to how taxes work and have you think differently about your money. And why it's important to have balance between Roth and traditional. Yep. So, um, so question of the day, Alex. Question of the day. We're keeping it around taxes. Do you think the taxes are going to go up or going to go down between now and retirement? So go to beerandmoney.net. And there's a, at the bottom of that page, it, it says to have a question in that. Just say answer to question of the day and then put your response there and uh, send that our way. And we will discuss that in a future podcast. Other than that, Alex. Cheers. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their friends are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or Quantified Financial Partners, and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. Ryan and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ 3585 Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Number 2020-92299, expiration January 2022.